Not just a diversity hire comedy nights began when founder Yuki Nives realized the demand for a comedy space that was free from misogyny for both performers and audience members. She wanted to be able to take to the stage without having to hear that she was the diversity hire. But she was also constantly hearing from audience members, especially women, that they could not enjoy themselves because of the sheer number of jokes or performances that, often unconsciously, created an environment of hostility towards women. Yuki believed that comedy was supposed to be about having a good time, and while openly aggressive or intentionally triggering comedy was uncommon, she saw how there was an entire segment of the audience that wanted to enjoy comedy without having to confront the same sexism that they had to endure during their day-to-day -day life. Without seeking to censor the comedy of others, she decided to see what would happen if she created a lineup and a space where the audience and the performers could feel free from those attitudes just for an evening. And guess what? Everyone had a good time. Since then, the show has grown to offer an inclusive venue to comedians of all kinds, but especially to those who know what it's like to be treated as the diversity hire. While spectators can continue to rely on not having to hear misogynistic material, performers can expect a friendly audience who will let them be comedians and not categories. Yuki's goals for the future of not just a diversity hire will continue to be comedy without misogyny and inclusion without tokenism. Feminine Tokyo Podcast, where we talk intersectional feminism with the feminists of Japan. Bonus episode, not just a diversity hire. Hi, Yuki, how are you? Hi, I'm very good. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast. I'm very happy and very lucky to have you because Aww. you're quite busy right, right <laughs> now because there's something coming up in a few weeks that we're going mm -hmm. to talk about today. Yes. Before talking about this amazing project that you have going on, maybe you could introduce yourself a little mm -hmm. bit to people. Yes, uh, my name is Yuki Nives. I do stand-up comedy here in Tokyo. And this year, March, I started a show called Not Just a Diversity Hire, where basically it's a misogyny-free zone. Mm -hmm. And it's been an adventure. It's a lot of a challenge. Yes. Uh, but it's been rewarding. Uh, that's also how I met you. Yeah, yeah. that's how we mm -hmm. met. We met for your comedy show. Mm -hmm. You've had how many now? You've had three shows so far? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then... We did meet at one of your show, but I have to say my memory is like, it's, it's been a year, I think, now. and I It's this year, March. It, it, okay, you have <laughs> such a better memory than me already. You came to my first show, but how, how you found out about the show mm -hmm. is uh, the other panelist, Lil Ogier. Right, it was yeah. Lilu, uh -huh. of course. Yeah, Lilu told you about the show. Um, and then also my first show was the special special event for Women's History Month in March. So yeah, I think that yeah brought all us together. Mm -hmm. It's the usual women network, right? That's yeah. that's how we get in touch. That's how we discover each other. You know, I still remember the very first show that I came to see uh, organized by you, uh, the very first, not just a diversity hire show. 
And it was the first time I've ever heard a joke about menstruations, you know, and it was amazing to me. I, I've seen many, you know, comedy uh, pieces and scenes before, online or not. We don't hear a lot of women-centered jokes, you know. Even some jokes I heard on your show where I heard some cisgender dudes laughing and I was like, I'm not sure you know what she's talking about. Like, right now, that was just a joke here about pap smear. Do you know what a pap smear is, you know, buddy? So... That was amazing. It was amazing to be in a show that's openly talking about women, about our struggles. So, you know, when I when I think about the podcast uh, Femin Tokyo, for me, I did have a trigger of realizing that um, any opinions about Japan are mm-hmm. coming from a very dominating majority group of person which is uh, white cisgender straight mm. men mm-hmm. and this is how i got the idea of starting a podcast only with women and japanese women mainly do you have something similar with the comedy stand-up show that you created that that's called uh, not just a diversity hire mm-hmm. how did it come to you one particular moment was uh, there was this one time i invited uh, a friend of mine and then she brought uh, some women uh, from her work and then when they they came to the show this one male comedian uh, he's not even active in tokyo he he was from like outside town mm. uh he pointed at an audience member mm. and then said shut up you are a woman over 40 right. and then right away my friend looked at me and said uh this is not what i came here for right uh, we we go to comedy show to have good time forget about the, our daily struggles and i felt very bad yeah it's an aggression yeah hearing something like that against another woman like i'm kind of glad that she told me that mm-hmm. it's not like uh, i was actively trying to be one of the boys uh, trying too hard to fit in but like at that stage at that point of uh, my stand-up journey like i wasn't sure of a lot of things like i wasn't sure if my feelings were valid uh you know they often say take a joke yeah right yeah yeah. it's like (laughs) it's just a joke right yeah yeah yeah. am i being too sensitive or yeah but uh that's one of that you would you say that you were in a group with mainly men or you know how was the spirit for you or were there any other women or how was that now there are more women yeah more than before uh, there used to be before but when i started uh uh there weren't so many right mm-hmm. so you did belong to the boys mm-hmm. you were in the mm-hmm. boys club and I get what you're saying because it's kind of the same behavior I have with my company is that at some point in the business industry where I work, it's a lot of men as well. And you want to belong, you know, you want to follow their ID, you want to be part of the group. So I understand how you would feel the pressure to kind of follow what they're saying and thinking. Right. I get it. Uh, But I came to two of your shows so far and I have to say that the the audience was very diverse. Uh, We had cisgender people transgender people we had men women uh, a lot of diversity it was really lovely to see 
And it's exactly what you were saying about the, the trigger and what made you start the show is that everybody's welcomed. Mm -hmm. There's no free attacks on anyone. Yep. I didn't have to, as a woman, you know, as a cisgender woman, uh, I didn't have to have my shields up, you know, it, which is how I usually describe how I feel mm -hmm. in social groups is that I'm always ready to hear a racist joke or a sexist comment or anything. And when you're aware of feminism and of those social fights, you tend to be on your guard. You tend mm -hmm. to be yes. careful about what's going to come your way and you need to be ready to fight it. You know, that's the spirit I'm, I'm in when, whenever I go to a social event. But your shows was, it, it's so positive. It's so open. You hear the jokes come in and you know you're safe. You know, you're not going to hear anything bad about, Uh, women or about you know racism or anything and it's a huge relief i think your show is very important um, so i know you have a special edition uh for your show coming up in a few weeks i'm very excited about it because it's kind of a hybrid event this time that you're doing yes. for the first time mm -hmm. we'll have comedy Uh, because that's your signature and that, that's what you do best. But then following that, we'll have a panel discussion that I will be a part of with uh, Lilu and other people. And I hope I understood this correctly because, you know, I'm going to be here, but mm -hmm. uh, we're going to talk about how it is to do our jobs as women and as uh, members of minorities in an environment that's not hostile, but it's definitely not welcoming of us and we're a minority we're not very well represented so for me it will be the podcast industry Lilu will be talking about the filming industry you definitely the comedy industry and that's coming on the 30th of uh, September yes yeah so how how do you feel about it are you excited I am so excited mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's going to be great in that talk panel session Uh, I want to talk about things that I don't get to talk about during my set, uh, because my sets have to be funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I hope it will be fun. The panel talk section will be funny too. Right. Uh, but we'll try more. <laughs> uh, I have a lot to say, and then that's the reason I started doing comedy. Right. But there are also things that I want to talk about um, outside of my sets, uh, my uh, writing process. The comedy, it has to be funny, but I also want to be authentic. I don't want to say things that I don't mean. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of difficult to find the balance, right? Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I hope to be able to talk about that. And then I am very uh, looking forward to hear what other panels have to say. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be nice to be able to cross our point of view, uh, how we create, how we find our limits and what we want to convey. Uh, I think it's going to be a special day. Mm -hmm. And... Do you already know who's going to come except, you know, me and Lilu were coming, but like any other people coming up? Uh, so the performers, uh, we have Bobby Judo flying in from Kyushu. Oh, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he has been very aware and vocal about the issues that we are trying to tackle with this uh, show. Uh, he's also a big supporter of this show. Um, Even though this is going, uh, the next one on the September 30th, 
would be the first time he's actually going to be on the show. Right. The last three shows, I couldn't have done that without his help. And then I am very excited to have him on the 30th. Uh, and then we have two non-binary performers, uh, Freddy uh, or AKA Gangsta. So Freddy is actually, it's uh, Freddy is a fresh comedian. Uh, actually, it's going to be their uh, debut at an actual showcase. Yeah, yeah I'm sure they are going to be um, amazing and oh, I'm very excited. Fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Mixterius. So Mixterius is going to be the MC of the night. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then also the performer and a panelist. And then they are amazing at all of these things. Like... Uh, they emceed my last show. So for the comedians, we're going to have Bobby that's coming from Kyushu, or, you know, strongest ally in the room. Then we're going to have Freddy, and then Mixterius, right? Then we'll have you, of course. You should be, I think you're going to be the biggest comedian on the on the stage, right? On that day. I hope I am as funny as other comedians but yeah I'll do my best don't don't try to be humble with me like anytime I've seen the shows you organize but also the shows that you just participate in not as an organizer you have the entire room cracking up at every joke that you say so you have such a unique style you have a very serious style and then you deliver your joke and it's right on point and it's just everybody's just laughing all the time Cannot wait to see, you know, what oh, you're going you to be so on the floor. But no pressure. <laughs> you know, don't. people think it's my stage uh, persona. Like, people think I'm uh, faking that character. Right. Like, uh, you know, like, uh, we, people call that resting bitch face or an active bitch know. face. But, right. like, it's not like... It's, it's just, just that I'm, It's just serious. Yeah, I'm just... The thing is, I'm so shy that when I uh, stand up on the stage, I just, like... I can't act natural. It's just me. <laughs> yeah, and I think it suits you. And I think it's not aggressive or anything. You know, the resting bitch face comment is actually quite sexist. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think it suits you. I think what you are on stage, to me, your persona is that you are serious. You're focused. You have something to say. And everybody's laughing. So that's really... Because I've heard before mean jokes, you know, mean sense of humor. That's actually hurting people. Um, and that's not funny. You know, I don't laugh at that. So I think the way you do comedy is very you and it's very efficient and it's so funny. And then actually, that's a very good point about uh, resting bitch face being a sexist term that are only used towards women. Because like, I want to, uh, I want to use the things that are said to me in comedy. Like, it's almost like, uh, like winging back the power by owing it. But I also sometimes, like, I have this dilemma between owing it and then gaining back the power versus am I trivializing the issues that women are facing? So it's, we talked about the balance between funny and message, but I also struggle to find the balance between, like, these two things. Yeah, I, I get your point. It's uh, It's something that a lot of minorities have been thinking about. I know racism is really big on that with the N-word that yeah, we cannot yeah, use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they use it as a weapon, yes, you know. Yeah. It's, and it's the same thing with homophobia, you know, and LGBTQIA+. There are some words that, you know, straight people should not use. 
if you're not a victim of it, you should not get to yeah. use it. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy because the problem is that sometimes the message you can send is that by using it, you say to other people who are not part of the victimization that it's okay to use it. And then you kind of have to find a clever way to, you know, to let them know, I know I'm using it because mm -hmm. I'm a victim of it. Right. But you're kind of not allowed to, you know, because you don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I totally get that organizing uh, a show like that, not only, you know, organizing the show itself is a big challenge, but organizing a show like that, that has such a social stance, you know, such a, a social strong message, I can see how stressful it must be. But, you know, to me, the, the two times I came, seeing the audience reaction to your show, um, to every single comedian's, like the warmth coming up from people clapping, laughing, encouraging you've had some comedians looking at their notes on stage and that's fine you know everybody's laughing and it's not a it's not a big problem i feel like you know as long as you have the strength to do to do it i feel like your show is so important uh even though it's stressful right yeah it's very addictive it's it's like uh two months of struggle and one <laughs> the highest moment of the night and then maybe i'm happy like the next day yeah, <laughs> and then come back to that struggle but you know uh just like you said uh seeing the reaction of the audience that's what is most rewarding it's i'm like reward. i feel like all the struggles were worth it and then like usually next day i receive overwhelming amount of like messages from the people who attended like they they tell me like uh they are like oh thank you yuki like you don't know how much uh it means to me to find a place like this yeah yeah it's yeah. a safe place yeah mm -hmm. that's that's really what you're creating you're creating a safe bubble where we can laugh because you know the feminist movement we're very active with seminars with panel discussions with very serious stuff right it's serious topics it's difficult to laugh about it's difficult to laugh about harassment about aggressions and stuff you're creating something unique because you talk about struggles, but it's funny. It's comedy. And I don't know any other show like that currently existing in Tokyo and Japan. This is unique and important. Mm -hmm. Still, you know, you should watch after yourself. And if you feel like that's too much, then take a break. <laughs> but as long as you have the strength to, you know, to continue it... I feel like people are going to continue coming to you saying it's amazing. Yeah, and then every time I feel like I want to give up, like I am reminded by how much love and support I have from people like you, of course, uh, Liru uh, and the Panic Ball production, uh, mm -hmm. her film production team. Uh, there is a, this uh, quote, right? If you want to go fast, go by yourself if you want to go far go with people yeah. and then i before i started this show i never believed that like I, I i always felt like people would slow me down or like i i will lose the creative control but i couldn't have done this myself mm -hmm. all yeah, the amazing too. performers um people who are just supporting this show uh, i'm just so so grateful yeah, yeah. yeah i think i think it makes sense because really especially the if i just take even just the comedians that are coming back on your show 
not not all the time you know sometimes they can't make it or they don't have the energy or something but even just them i see it as a big family you know supporting each other like anytime there's a new one coming up on the stage the others are here to cheer um it's just it's just that bubble you created and i think the saying is right is yeah if you want to go far go with people all right so this episode is um, a bonus special episode because we're kind of doing it uh, in a rush uh, so that it comes out before the show that we're going to have in two weeks. Uh, the show is going to be not just a diversity hire, it's going to be the fourth edition, is it? It's the fourth yeah. one you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's going to happen on the 30th of September. Mm-hmm. We can find you on the social medias. Yes. Uh, I'm going to link it in the description. And uh, to people in Tokyo, don't hesitate to come. It's a welcoming space for all. It's very funny. Mm. There's always a networking moment after happening. Uh, It's just full of great people. So don't hesitate to come. Don't be shy. Thanks for coming today. Thank you so much, Sam. Very late Mm -hmm. in the evening. But uh, (laughs) I have to work for both of us. But we really wanted to do it. And it was a great episode. Mm -hmm. I'll be seeing you in two weeks. Yes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting everyone.